Ingredient podcast, episode three, with James from Direct Print and Promotions UK. How are you? How's your day been? I'm great. I'm great, thank you. Very busy day, super hectic. How's yours been? Uh, I was just a bit plagued by lots of technical difficulties and it's, it's ended up right up until here. So did you say you wanted to... Did you want to quickly talk about your podcast idea? Yeah, I, I mean, I know exactly why you're doing this. You're trying to put content out that just stays there forever. And we want to do the same. And mm. I, I, there's, there's no one doing a workwear type podcast. There's, 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 the, there's you guys doing the screen print. There's, there's other guys trying to do it. There's mm. no one doing the workwear stuff, which is our target market, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, gilets and workwear, like I say, trousers, all that sort of stuff. And I think getting industry people on, maybe like our rep from Rallowise on and asking about new products would I think mm. that'd go down great. But then I'm thinking, is it more industri- industry type thing? So you'd be interested, but would our customers be interested? And that's sort of where I'm at with it. I'm the, do I do it? Do I not? Do, I think I might just fucking go for it and just see how we. Yeah, we I would just, just have a really good bash at it. Um, I know what you mean because you've got to think like you know our target customers are like businesses and they might be in construction or automotive or whatever. Are they really going to be that bothered about? I don't know. Hmm. If the spin on it is not specifically workwear, if it's like the spin on it is branding for your business. Yeah, yeah, a bit more then, generic rather than do. Yeah, and then you it's just tough, keep pulling it? it back to workwear and it being the most yeah. important thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's great yeah, that you're doing you doing this, though. Oh, thanks. It's great that you're doing this. It's a great idea. Yeah, and the, the content and stuff you guys are doing is fantastic. Really oh, good. That's very kind. Um, and can I ask, how, 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 as a ratio, how much time do you spend printing and producing work? And how much do you spend, how much time do you spend marketing and creating content? Um, there's been a huge shift in it because, uh, do you know, like when, this would probably be quite good content for the podcast, but it's kind of like oh, sorry. Um, it's so fine. It's fine. It's good. <laughs> yeah, should we just should I just introduce you and then you can just ask me whatever? <laughs> All right. uh, but, hey, hey oh, you just caught me there off guard. Oh, hi, James. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So <laughs> um, let's just go off that question because you're saying that how much time do we spend creating content and how much. As, as a ratio, producing. yeah. How how much how much time do you actually spend doing work, work, printing, and ordering ordering and stuff? And how much time do you actually spend marketing and creating content? Um, I would say there's definitely pre-COVID and post. Yeah. So pre-COVID, it was probably up there with 85% of my time was doing normal studio stuff. So mm. things like yeah, ordering shirts, being on emails. Um, physically printing um, doing all the maintenance and all those types of things cleaning and yeah 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 everything and then a very a small fraction of that was the marketing side because I really really enjoy it Mm. but I think I'm I'm a different I'm different to you because a lot of our products like I'm coming from a teaching background yeah all I'm doing really is swapping my outlet from when I was teaching one-on-one into teaching mm-hmm. online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm still kind of doing the same similar work, but it's just 
what the platform is. Um, yeah. But yeah, a lot of the time I did used to just video what I was doing at that point, didn't think about it very much. It yeah. yeah. Whereas now it's quite preconceived in the way that we like, when we've got a YouTube video that we specifically want to make. Yeah, and yeah. then we can print what we want because it's just for our own brand. We don't have to yeah. wait for the customer job to like fit in with the YouTube. To land in, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's Quite the good. tricky bit. Yeah, that's clever. Yeah. So who who does the Instagram and who does your social channels at the moment? As of as of yesterday, let's say it's always been myself yeah. when I've had time to do it, which I know is piss poor. But um, I don't think I your think Instagram I, is piss poor at all. I think it's good it's all right isn't it i mean we've got like i think 1500 followers which is great i've built that naturally over the last i don't know five six years i've just employed a guy full-time i say employed he was doing he was running our embroidery so we've got three embroidery machines he was running those he's done he's like took to it like a duck to water he's never done embroidery before done really well and then sort of hinted at wanting to get more involved so i took him off that and i put him in literally in the driving seat of our digital marketing to literally do blogs vlogs social media you name it so he will be full-time yeah. he sits behind, obviously he's not here now he sits there that desk behind me and me and him together are putting a marketing plan in place and we're going to really go for it uh, yeah. so we took on two new members of staff i brought him into marketing and i took two new members of staff on as well one to cover him and one to do sales so it's like all systems so you, go so really his value is much more important being a marketer at the moment rather than doing the embroidery because do, do you feel like a I lot think of so. yeah because there's a lot of different personalities that can run an embroidery machine, but you need somebody mm -hmm. very specific and tapped in to do marketing, don't you? Tom, who's been doing our embroidery, we found we had a new website built and he came to the meeting with us for that. And he was saying stuff that we were like, you know, how do you know about coding and how do you know this and that? Very clever guy. Mm. Uh, and with my marketing knowledge, I've got all the ideas on paper. I don't have the time to facilitate them. So with me and Tom together, we're like a dream team. He, he knows how to do it all. He's done our first email today. He can do all the email marketing. He can create the blogs. He can do all that stuff. He's very clever at, like I say, coding and stuff. And he's got the time to do it because it'll be his full-time job. And I can mm. just give him the ideas and say, right, a blog post about this, a vlog about this. Come and video me doing this. Post yeah. it on there, post it there. So I think that, touch wood, should work really well. So really, you've kind of got the capacity already because you've moved premises into the bigger place. Well, no, we're moving first of Feb. We were supposed to move in first of Jan, but it, oh, we're having two new members of staff and new premises. We just like, hang on a minute, it's way too much. So first mm -hmm. of Feb is the, is the big move. Okay. And then you're just kind of like expanding into the space and then you're like, right, I need this. I, the next thing to, that you need to kind of bolster up is the marketing to... to the, the marketing yeah. to then turn into the sales. Yeah, we need to, we need yeah. to bolster the marketing to, to increase the sales um to then warrant you know the, the space we're going to grow into it so we'll have more space for perhaps holding stock i don't like holding stocks it's dead cash but if it improves as you know lead times at the minute are shocking and stock appalling as well <laughs> so maybe hold some stock but room for more machines and stuff um mm. and more room to breathe really yeah because it's quite hard to hold stock of because i've been on your website and it's like yeah you've gone for that platform where you you can pick what you want from the catalogue yeah. live basically yeah. can't you yeah yeah, yeah. it would be it would be basically impossible to be that you, you can't hold stock like that because the the variables yeah, are to too stock, enormous can't stock everything now do you mean like yeah. school uniforms and things or 
Um, so, I mean, we were going to sort of have a, a page on our website, which is like a express delivery page. And oh, all okay. that stuff on that page would be held in stock. Your high-vis vests in yellow, mm. you know, yeah. black T-shirts, black polos, black beanies, perhaps some other colours and stuff as well. But this sort of, uh, I mean, our target market is like workwear, industrial type uh, mm. logo, uh, uniform and stuff. So all the all the best selling stuff, really, we're trying to hold mm. a bit of that have a page on the website that is, you know, delivered in three days, four days, whatever, branded, um, and just see how we go, really. Not just spend thousands on stock and hope it sells, but just sort of dip our toe in the water a little bit. Because um, we've had this new website done, which is like fully e-commerce. It's built on Magento 2. So that's really exciting for us. We've never really done any sales online. Mm. Um, so it's all to tie in with that, really. Yeah. So how are you dealing with like minimum orders and uh, have you got minimum orders? Like, so for example, with like in our studio, we've got minimum order of like 15 units of embroidery, 25 screen print. I mean, it's kind of like varied per thing. How do you, yeah, yeah. if someone comes to you with a one item, how do you go about like guiding them and what to do with it? we would usually say embroidery or vinyl print for the one-offs. We don't have any minimum order values at all. I don't know if you've seen on our website, we've got the club shop. Yeah, I was trying to figure website. out what, yeah, what is the club shop? So let's say you were part of a uh, dance school and or say you owned a dance school and you wanted mm. your dance pupils to have gilets, hoodies, nice. rucksacks, but you don't want to hold the stock because that's dead cash to you. Yeah. You would speak to us. We create you a website, your own web, web page on our website mm -hmm. that you then send out to your pupils and say, look, you can get your merchandise off this website. You get a small cut for, for selling the merch. We mark that up quite strong on the on the one-offs because, as you know, to embroider one rucksack is takes about mm -hmm. the same time as it does to do 10 or 50, doesn't it? So the markup on the one-offs is, is a lot more is a lot stronger um and then we literally just we have to create the mock-ups and we have to create the web page but once that's done it sort mm. of sits in the background and then the dance schools or football clubs uh the theater companies which is sort of how i got into this uh the theater companies might be doing a show they might sell 30 hoodies if we can do them in bulk then great yeah. um but yeah sometimes it means doing one of this logo one of that it can be quite quite a headache but yeah you know, we sort of work, work around it yeah Okay, that makes sense, but I just, I just, I just don't know how other people deal yeah. with like one person coming. Oh, I just want this one T-shirt just to see what this is going to look like, and then in later I'll order more. And you're like, I know that. Like, yeah, I don't know how to deal with money it. Money buys houses, type. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but it, I it, completely understand it with your club idea because. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, a, they've got an audience. A bit different. Yeah, they've kind of proven themselves and you're not just going to give it to any club. It would probably be like semi-vetted or you might suggest yeah, it to yeah, a pre-existing exactly. customer. We learned quite quick because we were like advertising it to everyone. We were saying, oh, just create a web, sh web shop. It's free. It takes us about three or four hours to like get it all done and dusted. Yeah. And people were setting them up and they wouldn't sell anything. So we were like, ah, it's like four hours wasted. So, yeah, you've got to pre-vet people and make sure that they're legit. Um, yeah. I mean, with you guys, obviously, you're predominantly just screen printing out. And you've got some transfer stuff as well, haven't you? Yeah. Because it's just um, heat transfer for the one-offs, which is never the same, I, I appreciate. But... We don't do it. <laughs> no yeah. one can have a one-off out of us. We're too... Um, I just, I I just can't, I can't deal and, with and, it. And, uh, <laughs> I know. 
it's it's catch twenty two, isn't it? You probably sell thirty t shirts, and then they'll go, "Oh, can I just get two more?" And you go, "No." Yeah, we're 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 a bit afraid to say that. Maybe we should sort of grow a pair and start saying that. Genuinely, but, um, the the more I've said no, the better it's been, and it's it feels yeah. really wrong. Like you can't yeah. be like, oh yeah, but you're getting rid of customers. How are you managing to do better? And I'm like, it's because I'm saying no, no, no. And then I'm picking yeah, the, the best rubbish. ones. You're cherry picking the, the, your most customers, yeah. Yeah, because I had um I had a trade kind of relationship with this reseller, print reseller, and he has mm. huge contracts like Nando's and Oaxaca and all these big restaurant wow. chains. Yeah. yeah. So on the face of it, um, it sounded like a 16,000 unit order. And I'm like, yes, that will change yeah. so much for me. I'll be able to buy yeah. awesome heat presses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do this. Priced mm -hmm. it up. And then the jobs were coming in 10 units, 10 mm. units every single day. And then you're reacting to it. You don't know what time of day it's coming in. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. you're just reacting to it. And then you're like, oh, I could have done like 50 shirts today. Yeah, but I've done yeah, yeah. like screen prints or something, so it's it's like a it's mirage. It's all a learning curve, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, every day is a school day, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but you're you're really young to have to be a director of a company that employs how many people do you employ? Like, there's nine of us now uh, wow. on the books. Um, Incredible. So me and my dad started it from like a spare bedroom in, in their house when I was younger I wasn't sure really what I wanted to do I was looking at going down the amateur well sorry down the professional theatre route mm. I was involved in amateur theatre and did it at college um mm. my dad had had previous businesses in mainly umbrellas and parasols was what he did when he was sort of my age and then through till middle-aged he sort of stepped away from that and wanted to start things again we started direct print which was predominantly paper print at the time. So we were, oh, we were literally yeah. using, you know, like um, uh, trade print and all those sorts of online where you just buy the flyers and drop ship them. Then we realized we're getting too bogged down in the graphic design work, which no yeah. one ever wants to pay for. So, you know, we got too heavily involved with that. So we started looking at promotional pens and, and that sort of thing. Again, uh, just drop shipping. And then it sort of shifted to when, when I started saying to my dad, like, look, we could make more money if we had our own heat press or we had our own embroidery machine. Mm. And he was like, yeah, you know, great idea. We invested in machinery. And then it's just evolved into predominantly workwear and some merchandise as well. It's, it's mm. literally today is what 90% of what we do. Yeah. So like all this strap line here. So interesting. Promotional products is, it's yeah. And even direct print, I think that's sort of had its day. I think we need in the next 12 months we'll be revamping rebranding so that you know i mean like i say predominantly what we do is workwear with a bit of mm. merchandise as well so I, I, was, we I was wondering like i was wondering how you got it how your customers were answered dramatics but i suppose it's like what you come from is what you kind of like you yeah, know people in the exactly. industry and yeah, then you're yeah, like yeah. so yeah. i was doing i was doing shows around sheffield uh theater shows musical theater stuff and then they'd be like oh we want some hoodies doing like yeah i know someone that could do that so i used to outsource them i used to buy the hoodies from rollerwise send them to a local embroiderer they'd put the logo on they put the name on they put the print on the back i'd put a small margin on a couple of quid a hoodie and they'd be like oh these are great we kept doing that more and more other companies got involved around mm -hmm. sheffield the sheffield amdram uh, well i'm professional uh, theater scene in sheffield is massive obviously mm -hmm. got crucible lyceum uh sheffield city hall and stuff so it just grew from there really and just got, and then we started picking up other theatre uh, companies from around the UK 
and that's sort of how we got into it and like I say bought an embroidery machine to, to cut out the uh, the supplier on that and, and then we bought the vinyl cutter this year uh, sorry the start of probably about 12 months ago and you, you went in hard that is a big bloody vinyl cutter it's like you went like for a massive one didn't you from the oh, videos that I've seen no, that's the mamaki that's not oh, Jesus. print oh, okay <laughs> I was like that thing is like the Rolls Royce of it's 1.6 meter but it's only it's only print only yeah oh that's great though great for the heat transfers mainly like solid stuff you know if you start weeding it becomes uh yeah it's not not profitable but but that's yeah. good no what, what was your role what was your favorite because i did a little bit of amateur dramatics what was your role yeah. like what was your favorite like my favorite role's got to be um Karatika's pots, a Karatika's pots in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, and we had a proper flying car. If you go to manatoperatic.com, look at the photos. That was a real production. Manatoperatic.com. I don't. I think people who haven't done stage performance are missing out because there's such fear, and then excitement, and then there's like a whole buzz after it every single night. It's just so fun. It's so good. It's stressful, but in a good way. It is. It's like being part of a sort of a football team. You've got a team of people on stage. Then you've got your backstage people that are there, sort of in the wings. And mm. yeah, if you look at the photos of that, that was an awesome show. I like, I say it's amateur. The only reason it's called amateur is because we don't get paid to do it. Everything else that is on that stage—costumes, lights, scenery—the venue holds two thousand people for a start. Yeah. It's it's up there with like probably one of the biggest amateur societies in the UK. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I, I've, I've only done a little bit of um, pantos and stuff, but I was. Um, I'm, I'm, munch- I'm in panto at the minute. Munchkin. We're doing a panto. Are you doing a panto? Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm playing muddles in Snow White at the Sheffield City Hall at the minute. So running this bad boy and doing, we were doing two shows a day for like a week. We, we've God. luckily got we're off until Friday evening. We're back on Friday, two on Saturday, one on Sunday, and then we're done. Mm. And then you have a party. Crazy crazy time yeah party and then back to work on monday start again yeah the the they just it's good to have that though away from the business because it make it literally forces you to go and stop yeah, yeah. i don't know how you yeah, are yeah. but would you be there way I'll, past I'll five or something seven eight o'clock at night every night if i could yeah, yeah. Mm. the only thing that distracts me is probably the pub that's about it <laughs> yeah the only thing to go you know is to, to leave work for is probably a beer at the end of the day but yeah i'd be here a lot more if I didn't have the amateur dramatics thing mm. I think like you say it's good for me that because if I didn't if I didn't go to the when I was doing the show so if I don't go to the rehearsals I'd probably just be going crazy here thinking I can do that and you know you can always find things to do and it's yeah probably healthy that you don't just just do work especially with that marketing thing because the marketing aspect of the business is a big black hole of you can never yeah, finish yeah. it it's never, never ending. ending yeah 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 I've, I've found um uh do you know how like you're getting him to do like a blog post and an email but they mm. they actually do all like kind of spin into each other yeah so so i think he'll find a really good stride when he gets going and does mm. a few cycles of it like the content that you're trying to push and he does versions of it in all the different things are you going to get him on tiktok as well are you on TikTok? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Well, we've got we've yeah. got a TikTok account, and again, I've posted a couple of things on there. Yeah, I'm going to give him full, complete access to everything. One thing he admitted is not fully au fait with social media. I don't think he's on social media himself, which is just not ideal. But it's not the end of the world either. Mm. Uh, yeah, we just want to be pushing 
valuable content, stuff that actually people will use and make use of and not just crap, you know, yeah. wants to be like, you say, uh, videos of, you know, even like behind the scenes, as you know, people love to see how things are made. So yep. close-ups of the embroidery machines, you know, how we thread them, how we embroider it. People even are amazed about how they frame up, you know, to us, it's just simple. It, you know, there's a frame. Yeah. But everyone else is like, how do you not sew through both sides of the garment and stuff? And just, just stuff like that, I think <laughs> will gather momentum. It's just actually putting pen to paper and doing it, isn't it? Yeah, I know. Um, we even had it as, I don't know how, like, yeah, you might even, so when we employed someone, it was part of their literal job role to take a photo and a video of something that yeah. they're doing every day mm. because they have like different perspectives and literally different angles of how they're doing things yeah, and yeah. it just like gives us little filler things to put on our stories or they might one of the girls that we employed she even did like a stop animation in her own time we're like holy shit oh, wow. that's brilliant that's like, cool it, I, I don't know how long it took her but that was an awesome class <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay get back to work now yeah, but uh, three weeks yeah. <laughs> yeah why haven't you done anything um yeah i don't know how it's many, tricky how many how many people have you got there now well it's just me and em again so oh, we've moved you too? yeah we've like we're swaying in and out because um trying to find yeah yeah because we're not doing the customer jobs as much we're still doing like mm. a few prime ones but Mm. um then we don't have the consistent like work of like counting shirts and getting this order out every single week um okay. I definitely could get someone in to do the screens that I sell but mm. I think we've got really good we've got um a good balance at the moment we've really mm. tried hard with our scheduling and trying to figure out even like what we're working on in every part of the day it's just so yeah. it's I don't know if we're it's ever going to get it, it. Yeah, yeah. I don't think, yeah. yeah, you will never get it perfect. We will never get it perfect. No one will ever get anything perfect. Mm. It's like, we, you know, the first email we sent out today, we were sat deliberating about this and that. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it, just send it. Just send <laughs> something. Yeah. You know, all right, make sure there's no spelling mistakes or stuff like that, but just send something. Because you can always send something again tomorrow and the week after and, and at this time next year. Just sort of you've got to get going with stuff haven't you really oh so do you have like an email list that you haven't been emailing to yeah we've never sent a, yeah i mean we sent yeah. marketing emails years ago but then we pulled the plug because we were never getting anything from it what i've realized since is we were just sending a generic buy these pens email to everyone yeah. where there might be like football clubs on there they might be so we're trying to segment the emails now oh, we're trying cool. to send you know more valuable content so if they're like charity or a school or industrial we'll send industrial new work boots that have just come out will send schools school leavers emails mm. charities might be a special offer on pens or giveaways or whatever that's mm. what we're looking at this year is segmenting and being more targeted in the approach yeah yeah we've only just started we've only just sent out our first email to 700 uh, emails today that'll grow like nothing else like which that is i think it's one of the most untapped resources for small businesses is their email list because yeah yeah, yeah. you can't you literally can't help but read the at least the title. Yeah, you might yeah, exactly. chuck it. They might chuck it straight in the junk, but um, you they they would have read it, <laughs> and at least yeah, you got yeah, into yeah. their their box. Into I think box, um, yeah. yeah, text. I'm getting a lot of spam. I'm not getting very good quality information through the text marketing, but people are starting to use that as well because people are Texting even more like 
Yeah. Really? Yeah. I, I've been getting a lot of those recently. Yeah. 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 I think, yeah, I think, I think it's apparently cheaper, but in throughout our research, it's, it's difficult because I don't want to do paid for adverts anymore. I've tried a couple okay. of times with like Facebook, but it's just too mm. difficult. <laughs> yeah, You're like, yeah. you have to be on there for such a long period of time for Facebook to mm. like help you out in the algorithm so that they know who your customers and how you're converting. And it costs yeah, yeah. so much money that you could have thrown 500 quid and you're like, we, we've, oh my God, we've, done, the, we've done the same. Yeah, we did the same on Facebook. I think we I think we spent about a thousand quid on ads for stuff. But then, you know, since looking back, we sort of learned from it. We weren't targeting the right people. You mm. know, Facebook isn't really the, the, the media that our target market were probably using. They're not using mm. Facebook. We're looking for... You know, our ideal customer is like business owners or, or purchasing people, mm. marketing managers, whatever. They're probably not on Facebook. They're more on LinkedIn. So, you know, we, we shifted it to. So, again, it's something we're looking at this year is to have a more targeted approach as to where our target market hang out and how do we sort of grab hold of them and, and catch them. Yeah, I yeah think, Facebook. Yeah, cool. I think Facebook's dying. I mean. Is it called oh, yeah. Metaverse now? I don't know. But Even Facebook don't want it. Facebook. <laughs> one of, one uh, exactly. I, I've always called it Face 8. I hate it, but yeah. Yeah, I've never been a... I, every, literally everything I create just gets regurgitated automatically on there. I don't yeah, even yeah. know what's. I don't even know what our page looks like. It could be <laughs> hacked ages ago. It's just, Circulating, uh, right? Yeah, 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 it could just be memes now or taken over. So yeah. it's cool that you work with your dad because that's kind of like an inbuilt business mentor isn't it yeah i don't know yeah. how that relationship works like That's my great. my yeah, brother works really with well, his yeah. art dad and stuff but yeah you oh, just yeah. so how does it work with like having two bosses in the company like who is the boss <laughs> my, my dad and he would say the same thing he would say i'm the boss we started yeah. this from like a spare bedroom in the house but i think his intention was always to give it to me to oh, cool. you know it was to, to get me started sort of thing um, I think that was always his intention and he comes in pretty much full time at the minute but from working his ass off they've got property in Spain and stuff he spends a lot of time out there so mm. he's semi-retired but when he's not in Spain he'll be working for us you know and yeah. he just oversees operations finances um, he's constantly looking at trying to win new business and get new customers and stuff so he's a bit of an all-rounder really and my mum does mm. our bookkeeper she does all the oh cool chasing chasing money in and stuff um together they'll pay their wages and stuff so it's, it's a family affair which works really well we all get on really well um yeah he's not my best mate so it's great it's really good That's relationship really cool. that we have it's fantastic yeah yeah you're lucky you don't have to do all the financial shit yeah i really should be more involved in that but you know I'm still running machines here and stuff, you know, which is part of why we took more staff on. But mm. yeah, I need to get more involved in the financials and the getting customer side of the business rather than the operations and printing and issues. Like we've had the white toner printer go down today. I'm like, got my, got my head in there. And I'm like, I shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> Every <laughs> second so, you're doing it, you're like, this is not my job. I know. I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't be doing this. But you think, who else can do it? No one. That's my fault. I should have trained them how to do it. And then it's like, off you go. Yeah, it's all a learning curve, and you know, yeah, every day is a school day. Like I say, <laughs> it's horrible because the actual, like, if someone else was coming in, they'd be like, "No, you, you're not allowed. 
Like yeah. you have to, they would drop another one of your people in and get yeah. them to have what? a horrible Ooh. panic and figure it out. Yeah. But I know it's so, like, yeah, we've, we haven't been able to send out, um, send stuff out today. It's just because like my, I had like this like software wasn't lining up and loads of stuff. And I had to wait for America to cut like, come into work so that he could help my computer oh, but no. yeah, that's, yeah. and then you're like ah i could have this is not what i'm supposed to be doing it was always, always something going that. There's always yeah there's always yeah. an issue i always find this this topic of like being somebody who's like in a trade and a craft like screen print mm. and embroidery and those like hands-on things and it's like the easiest thing to say is oh yeah but you shouldn't be in the in the worker role you should be in like the business owner role but it's like training feels like a waste of time in the moment when you're trying to get the job done but it's the most valuable yeah. thing like yeah. how are you, how are you training your people are you doing it through manuals or just contact with um, you or through hands-on yeah through literally this is how you do this this is how i would do it i'm always open to ideas if you think there's a more efficient or a quicker way of I do it so I thought it's something at the door there uh, you know I'm always open to ideas but you know if you're telling me you've got a better way of doing something I want to see it great but if it's more time consuming then why would you do it but yeah mm. I'm more hands-on um, luckily we've got Tom who's been with us for 12 months coming up to who has taken over a bit of the training of the embroidery of the new guy that started oh, um, yeah. but it's funny you touch on like my dad who's, who grew his previous businesses to very very big sizes um, he never knew how to run any machinery or anything like that mm. and then he always says to me what he finds what he thinks is great about myself is I know every single aspect of this business mm. I can run any machine I could literally do this all myself I can't because yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Time. Just... if someone was if someone was off ill tomorrow anyone in this business I could step in and do their role he never knew how to do that and he always said that was a bit like a hindrance to him because if someone was off ill well, that job doesn't go out or that's late or you know then you're trying to scrabble around, trying to fix mm. things that no one knows how to work it. So it's great to know how to do things, but training and something, again, that we're going to focus on this year, training every, I think at least having at least three people within the business that know how to do every job so that if someone's off fill and then they're off fill as well, you're now having mm. that third person to, they don't have to know how to do it super to a high standard, but okay, I can sort of run the embroidery machine a little bit. At least we get this job finished and then, leave yeah. it or whatever yeah but yeah hands-on i mean you're, you guys are great at creating videos but i just think getting in front of a machine and going right this is how you do it and have a go yeah you know. so yeah it's tricky again it's like i was reading an article i think it was like yesterday and it was about what you just said like having people multi like so they're like trained in lots of different yeah. a few different disciplines across the business yeah, but it's yeah. like how to like I'm trying to figure out from other screen printers and people like us, how are they translating the skill of like printing, for example? Are mm. they doing it through manuals? Are they doing it through um, literally one-to-one -one training or are they doing it through videos or like what well, is the best? Everyone, <laughs> everyone's, I don't think there is a best method because everyone's yeah. different. I'm a hands-on guy. I only learn by doing something. I'm practical. Well, probably why I'm in this profession. I love creating things, at, you know, theatre. I love creating stuff like that, but creating products, creating a finished product, and I'm hands-on, whereas you might prefer watching videos and, you know, taking that content in visually. 
uh, or, or audio or whatever. So I don't think there's a, a best platform. It's finding out how you're supposed but then, then it's like even harder because then the next yeah, level is how, how like you get someone in and then you're like what type of learner are you are you an audio learner a visual learner and you're like I can't yeah. so you've got to adapt your training to each person on yeah. their strengths I don't yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. just endless there isn't yeah, uh it's not like a yeah there isn't like a secret that there's no answer there is definitely no answer there's a few answers and it's uh, yeah how do how do they best learn I suppose mm -hmm. you should ask them at the first stage like are you a visual learner or are you a yeah, hands-on or whatever be, if you're hands-on question come down and see us or whatever if yeah. you're you know visual or whatever get on the YouTube channel and then come speak to us in a few weeks or whatever mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I yeah I think I love like listening to audiobooks and stuff whereas yeah, same. yeah other people they just completely clip off and they're like shit i haven't listened to the last 10 minutes but i've had people weird that can work like email and do stuff and listen to a podcast i can't yeah. do that i wish i could i consume so much more <laughs> content if i could but when i'm working it's music and i don't even listen to it it's just background noise mm. when i'm like running or when i walk to work or, or whatever then yeah i'm like you know i'm, I'm tuned in mm. yeah can you can you do that can you listen to podcasts while you're trying to work or no but i can i yeah can't run without listening to one exactly <laughs> i don't even listen to music i'm so sad i'm like nah need, the need something educational <laughs> shit these days anyway isn't it so yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so like i know you've done the website and you're moving soon but mm. are there any like changes that covid forced upon you to like make that you're actually that you actually thought oh actually it's good that i had that time or yeah thank god for that because I would have never changed it otherwise. Yes, COVID highlighted to us, and again, this is where the direct print name sort of came from. We were trying to do everything for everyone. So business mm. cards, stickers, banners. We would sort of advertise ourselves as if, you know, if you can put a logo on it, we'll do it. And then yeah. COVID, COVID hit, and we were like looking at our profit margins, which were pretty crap, and COVID hit, and then sales dropped. And we were like, what are we doing here? Like, we're trying to do too much, you know, the yeah. design for the paper stuff, blah, blah, blah. COVID hit. And the only thing that kept us busy was sort of, you know, custom face masks, uh, custom high vis vests, soft shell jackets. People still needed uniform. Mm. We did a lot of uniforms for um, the COVID testing sites, things like that. Yeah. So as soon as Rallowise and that were back open, I was onto them constantly like, we need this, we need that. Soon <laughs> How as long was that? Open, How long were they not open again? I blocked it from my mind. I, I honestly can't remember that. Lockdown is a whirlwind. I, I, I was cycled into work and not a single car would pass me. I'd get in here and print some yeah. dye sublimation face masks. I'd do some embroidery. I don't know, was it about, was it a few weeks? Was it a month? I remember it happening, but I've blanked it sorry I remember it happening yeah, yeah. Thinking, this is this is like the shit hitting the proverbial because yeah but no one needs like, to fucking they're no closed one. we're closed yeah exactly I'm just glad that okay I know it's like bad for your little chunk of your business but the the paper products thing going out is kind of like I've wanted business cards to die for ages and I feel yeah. like COVID did knock them off. <laughs> yeah, it's like exactly. Them. So that, that's what it highlighted to us is we were trying to be too much to too many people. Mm. We didn't have a, a niche. We didn't have a, a, a unique selling point. So we've we've forgotten all that. We don't do paper print anymore. We'll do stickers because we've got them in Mackie. So you know we, we can do them if, if we don't go out there and say we're sticker printers. It's it's workwear and it's cl uh, it's clothing and it's merchandise. 
we've dropped mm. the banners, the paper print and all the other stuff because we're not, we're not pros at that sort of stuff. We are pros at embroidery, print, clothing and some merchandise as well. That's what we're good at. So that's yeah. what I'd say COVID highlighted to us is drop the stuff that you're not great at, focus in more and be, be good at one or a couple of things rather than trying to be everything yeah. to everyone. Yeah, it's tricky. It's kind of like when before I started talking to you, I thought you were going to say, I didn't really know about the paper thing. I thought you were going to say, no, mm. we're expanding our range because of no, we're all those products on the website. Yeah. But actually, you're coming in. Now we're shrinking it down. Yeah. So on the website, we used to have paper, banners, stickers, like I say, mm. everything. And it was just too much. It's too much to manage. It's too much to get on a website. You don't know um, what the prices are off the top of your head. You're like, oh, I don't exactly. know what they're yeah. And you're like, you yeah. should. Not only that, kind of people, like people bring you random stuff. Like, can we get a logo on this calculator? And you're like, yeah, we'll work it out. And by the time you've done all the setting up and yeah, we think we can do it. They're like, oh, we found someone else to do it now. And you're like, you know, yeah. so now we're just very, like you sort of said earlier on, we're a bit blase and can you, oh, can I have a hundred business cards? Sorry, no, that's not what we do. We're not the best for that. We know mm. people we can recommend. We're, we're workwear and merchandise we're really good at that would you like any of that sort of thing yeah no I, I think you're gonna work yeah. I think you're gonna do really well with the kind of like educational angle on it because people just don't know like I don't even know what the Rallywise catalog consists of there's there's stuff there that like yeah. crazy three ply jackets that's actually a fleece gilet and outer leg they just <laughs> yeah. don't your, your customers just don't know that those things exist and yeah, yeah. They don't know the options there. It's like if people you ask someone on the street, um, like, oh, name some t-shirts, they're just gonna say Fruit of the Loom and Gildan. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. you you can say, no, no, no. If you're a builder, you want, you know, I don't know what your yeah. go-to ones are, but like Port West or a Gatter or stuff like that. Yeah, yeah your higher quality yeah. stuff. Yeah, or even Snickers, they're incredibly expensive. Snickers, yeah, oh they're, they're really dear, yeah. I've got my <laughs> brother my brother some Snickers um builders trousers and they're like 180 quid i'm like what what is in these yeah. trousers but then but, yeah, yeah. you might you might yeah. sell an equivalent coffee pair that might be 40 quid but mm. he'll probably have them for like half well if, if half a quarter of the amount of time yeah. and then it begs the question well you know it's like buy cheap pay twice whatever it's called but yeah yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <sighs> so are there customers that you haven't seen come back yet that you want there's a couple yeah there's a couple of businesses that are quite heavily on like events trade shows and stuff that we'd like to come back that are still holding back i'd say um mm. you know when when the lockdown was announced we saw i think it's about twenty five thousand pounds worth of orders just overnight just disappeared and we were like oh my god and and luckily some of those have come back definitely not all of them but yeah mainly events and trade shows and stuff they're still holding back and just waiting for i suppose mm. more green lights i suppose yeah yeah it is tricky but did yeah. um did you get any i don't know if you kind of really did it but it was it's more like in the very specific screen print niche but we did a lot yeah. of like those um uh self-isolation shirts and those kind of like fundraisery type ones yeah we did some we did some printed mugs for the nhs we did some pin badges that said mm. um national hero service we did yeah, those yeah. As a little oh charity. that was it we did yeah, yeah we did, did that, that. As a, a completely that was 100 percent for charity and it was just something to keep me busy at the time 
Um, so we did that. What else did we do? We printed some t- isolation T-shirts. Again, mainly through that like club store thing. So they were like vinyl. We didn't do any mm. bulk runs. But then through the sort of investment and money we got from the you know bounce back loans and all that, that's when we invested in the screen print oh, equipment. Okay. So we spoke to the guys at Screen Print World. Uh, Nick looked after us, and yeah, we got the four color manual station, small dryer, flash dryer, um, all the equipment for cleaning down because we never had screen print in house before. Yeah. So it was only 12, 12 months ago that we got that. So while we were, we were quiet, we were. I, I was, I mean, my dad used to screen print umbrellas when in his previous businesses, but he never knew how to do it. So it was all on my toes watching your videos. Okay. So that's <laughs> how we expose and exposure calculators that we got from you and all that sort of stuff. It was, um, we used that downtime in lockdown or coming out of lockdown when we we're a bit quieter to mm. sort of, yeah. I mean, luckily we've got a guy that's he's screen printed in the past. Um, funnily enough, he's worked my dad since the eighties on and off so he was the screen printer he knew how to do it but we just didn't have the equipment so it's like okay buy this try this and <laughs> yeah we've sort of got there by hook or by crook yeah oh that's really cool because screen print there's there's nothing i don't know if there's been another thing that i've got into about like garment decoration or i think screen print's the most exciting because it's probably the most difficult and there's the most variables and it's just like when you lift up the screen, there is still an element of like, oh, yeah, that's really decent. And you know that it's, yeah, it's all down I to you. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah. oh, the quality of your vinyl cutter or, oh, I bought a Baradon embroidery machine. It's like, yeah, no, yeah. The thing is a screen print, there's the so many variables and it's not just what press you've got. It's technique. Mm. It's, you know, you're, you're snark, you're off contact. God, I mean, I'm not that into the screen print i know how to do it but like i say it's the guys that run that but yeah i love how there's so many variables there's now the water-based stuff which is really becoming more easy to work with these guys still hate it but i'm like well i can't do an eco-friendly t-shirt with plastisol all over it (laughs) so um yeah there's always a there's always stuff to learn about it there's always improvements and hacks i noticed that was on your like list of stuff just yeah constantly sort of adding little bits to mm. like you say it's it's a, it's a buzz isn't it to, to be yeah. creating product but yeah it's nice yeah so to, like today we were just we we're planning a youtube video and we we're just trying to do like puff print and then we we're like hey that's yeah, puffy yeah. enough but then we we're like how how puffy can we make this how puffy so we found it, yeah. it was like it must be that big it's enormous we just like, like the michelin this... man, like a photo of the michelin man or something on a t-shirt like <laughs> yeah i should do something more 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 bold and graph yes i should do that that would be a much better example video yeah, this yeah. is just a logo yeah. but i was like yeah. no we can go much lower on this mesh and we can hit it five times and then it was like yeah. it came out the dryer and it was like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah hitting the yeah. top of the dryer <laughs> yeah exactly so there's so many things like like I can't believe, so I can't believe the puff the stuff's come back in. I remember my oh dad yeah, everyone loves puff back, now. Back in like the late nineties or whatever, it was quite big. Yeah. And then it's come back around, hasn't it? It just shows yeah. you it's like one of those one of those things. Crazy. And uh, in the sports industry, what's coming back? I've seen it in, when it comes from America, and then you can flock. see it hit the UK. Oh no, no, not flock. Not flock, flock. No. I I used to do a lot of flock for one one customer, but no, no it was um uh. Uh, it was it's sportswear where it gets wet and sweaty and then it reveals yeah wet reveal and it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. oh my god that everyone thinks that's new but it's not it's actually quite old 
but people God, are yeah. using it and it, it there are a lot of really good I think it's because there's a lot of influencers in the sports industry now so they're like using it but um like the rock has used it a lot in his brand um, have you used have you used the see-through stuff yeah I I, I mess around, around with them, them all of them got, I've got, got all of them got, <laughs> got it yeah is it yeah, hard to prove because isn't it clear um yeah so I've done it on like cottons yeah. yeah it's it's not like yeah you like what do you mean you can't like see if you've done it properly that's what i mean the ink is yeah. it's clear isn't it? Isn't it like printing with water almost yeah and then there's there's one that's kind of like um it's kind of like a creamy color and then you can there's there's two i think there's two different ones oh, yeah, there's okay. one that you print it on and it kind of blocks what's underneath and then when it yeah, gets yeah. wet then it reveals and then it goes clear when it's wet okay. and then there's the other way around where it gets darker when it's wet i'm pretty sure but, yeah. unless i've just yeah, got yeah. it all muddled in my head but yeah there's all the yeah, special effects to... it's just so fun we do we do quite a lot of work with some local gyms so we might have to try and promote that to them that'd be quite a good little have yes. you seen this sort of thing yeah and the water-based thinks everyone thinks everyone like starts thinking that you can only use them on the cottons but actually you can use them on the polyesters and all those types of things you can even mm. use them on like nylons which sounds absolutely batshit but it's the the technology has gone crazy yeah um, yeah yeah i really need to do more deep dive into it because um yeah sometimes it's a bit off-putting because the context and when we're filming then yeah. the ink dries but i i can print with water-based inks as long as everything's flowing and everyone moving leaves me alone keep it moving. <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 don't <laughs> I am not picking up that phone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, leave me alone. I know. I know. So, like, if you were starting, if you were like giving advice to somebody else who's trying to get into like garment decoration, Mm. what would you tell them to like get into? Or would there be like special bits of kit that you'd say these are the most lucrative? Start off with those. Or I think there's not one piece of kit I would suggest I think the Mm. one thing I would say to someone starting out is have a clear USP or have a have a clear niche as to who you want to serve Mm. because I think too many people we did it you know too many people start by I mean everyone buys branded clothing and branded products don't they everyone buys them whether it's personalized or whether it's for companies or whatever but trying to serve everyone you just you'll you'll get really busy but then you start letting people down i think having a niche as was probably the musical theater companies you know doing hoodies and t-shirts that that was it and you know Mm -hmm. focusing on them yes we've sort of expanded since but have a clear niche as to who you're going to approach whether it's like sportswear whether it's like you guys whether it's high-end sort of retail uh, screen printed stuff Mm -hmm. whether it's workwear which is probably us um have a clear vision as, as to who you want to serve who your target mm. or yeah. your ideal customers are instead of you coming at it that, from a trade yeah yeah because i think if you start off with that you almost you'll it'll steer itself in the right direction yeah. and then it'll become apparent that yeah okay well i need an embroidery machine if you're outsourcing embroidery or whatever or yeah i need that printer that all sort of will work itself out i suppose yeah i'm yeah. coming from more of a sales point of view i suppose rather than a manufacturing so you i think so i think that's brilliant because it's kind of like yeah everyone it's just like i'm looking at i'm thinking about like 
other people who've got into business that I know yeah. and where they've gone wrong and where we've gone wrong. Like we even, do you know, we signed up a few years ago. I can't remember how many years ago it was. We signed up to a franchise to sell like those digital products because I was getting asked to do like business cards, digital products. Oh, sorry. Like, yes. I saw yeah. that. Yeah. It was, um, I remember Nettle. That. I know, I know, yeah. that was it. Yeah. Nettle, yeah. yeah. So what am I doing? I, I just, I thought, oh, okay, I'm, I'm doing what it sounded like you did at one point and you're going to different trade websites and you're white labeling. Yeah. 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 And I thought, oh yeah, let's just put all of that segment of the business. Maybe it's like a fifth um, yeah. into one bundle as Nettle. And mm -hmm. then they kind of roped us into like, oh, and then you can do web design. Well, we're like, well, we can do web design, but no, that's a big black hole of shit that I should be staying yeah, away from. SEO, it's like, where does it stop? Then you want SEO, then they want, you know, pay-per-click. And it's like, hang on a minute, we're pretty T-shirts at the end of the day. You know? I know, I know, but I could have oh, easily got sucked yeah. down that hole and I had to push it. Yeah. I had to, um, it was much better suited to another business in town. And I was like, mm. the only way that I can get out of this contract Speak to is, those guys, yeah. Is to, I had to have someone else to, Put it on that it would do oh, no. would, would be an advantage to them because i know like putting it on them to bring them down i want them to do well but yeah 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 it was, oh my god thank god i got out of that it was um yeah but you can get distracted it's like loads of shiny shit at trade shows maybe we shouldn't exactly. use trade shows anymore they're too attractive i can't wait for the next one though it's gonna be so good to, I, I think having a year off or is it two years i don't know two years having that yeah, ha yeah having that time off has made us want it more. I don't know mm. how you feel, but I, I want to go and see equipment. You know, we've got people, members of staff here that they don't know what DTG is. They don't know what, you know, yeah. so we, we want to go and show them these machines and products and meet like you. I, I don't think we've mm. ever met before. Like we've spoken on <laughs> the Instagram and all that. Have we met before? I can't remember. I don't no, know. we Face haven't. No. But I, 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 I feel like... I think I saw you at a trade show or like your, your t-shirt or whatever on your back and was like, oh, say hello to them. Turn around and you're gone. So... <laughs> it's one of those things we want to touch base with people like yourselves and just yeah. keep in contact with people and our suppliers like Amaya and Target Transfers and all those people we want to like say oh hey how you doing mm. so what, what, what's your new machines and show us this and be sold to it'll be yeah. nice <laughs> what, what do you think is going to be there like this year and what's like can you see any like, yeah exactly I was kind of leading you into it but it was kind of like DTF's yeah. in and do you like I'm sure you used to do DTG or it says it on your no, website that never, it's we never got into DTG DTG never switched me on because it was just too it's got to be running constantly plus it's you know you've got to re-clean it and, and it, I was never sold by DTG at all we looked at a brother GTX and we're so close yeah and my dad being you know the the business sort of brains behind uh, the business i suppose was saying you can print one t-shirt you've got to be charging probably 30 quid a t-shirt who's going to pay that and it was like yeah what are we doing you know we can use uh, you know trade dtg printers we use snuggle or or, or whoever else out there they're mm. charging three pound a print just send yeah. them the shirts and let them do it and while I, they're I doing that waiting yeah exactly that's exactly the same thing i was waiting for it every trade show i was waiting for it to get that much better where it made sense yeah, if you're going to do it you need a corner and how much are they a quarter of a million quid again you need to be churning out shit loads of t-shirts to warrant financing one or paying for one if you can afford it so also, dtg not, never got into yeah. it also but not DTF, shit loads of t-shirts shit loads of different design t-shirts exactly like, and then that's variable. more headache isn't it then you've yeah. got then you need the software to manage who's this order and what garment does it go on and yeah so 
Headache Central, the DTG, I think the DTF could be a lot more appealing because you can store the transfers. Mm. So you could overrun and hold them for a, a club shop where dance schools, etc., are ordering stuff. It's like great because we could run all the transfers off, park them because six months, I don't know what the shelf life is. But when we get an order, bang, heat press yeah. out the door. So and for us, it's a them. lot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you can gang them up, you know. So for us, DTF will be great to see at the at the trade show. I'm not saying we're going to get into it straight away because I don't think there's enough companies supplying the equipment yet. I'd like to see a few more come on board and nitpick, get the issues out of the way, if you know what I mean. Mm. I, I don't know whether it ever makes sense in our scenario to get a DTF printer, but yeah. I can see it in yours. But, yeah, um, I think for us, it fits all right. I don't yeah. think we'll get into... What I've heard a lot of is... Uh, people that are buying the DTF machines are setting up a secondary website that sells the transfers. Well, that's only yes, going to drive yeah. the transfer prices down. That's, yeah, so, exactly. You know, then your super colours and your target transfers are going to be like, shit, everyone's now selling transfers. So it mm-hmm. makes you wonder if their business will still be around, but I'm sure they will. But we don't want to become a transfer selling mm. company. You know, we're workwear and merchandise. So don't get sucked in. Sort of, exactly. Yeah. Don't try and become everything to everyone we're going to try and just focus on is it worth it for our customer base if it is yeah. great we'll get it is it going to you know make us more money great but if it doesn't serve our customers and serve us then no we probably won't get into it and if there's all these people out there that have bought the machines and selling the transfers well you probably get them for pennies we'll just buy the transfers of somewhere we need them yeah perfect uh, I'm, I'm glad, I'm, yeah i'm glad you're coming at it from the say I'm not like being mad. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I need to speak yeah. to someone who's made direct to garment work because I yeah. feel like I've probably built up accidental prejudice around it. But it's just mm. like alongside screen. Print. I need to find someone who's a screen printer, fifty percent, and a DTG person. And DTG. 50%. I don't. And then know they can do like a proper. It. No. I don't know anyone. All the all our local screen printers have never got into DTG because there's there's this contract DTG people out there that can just knock them out for like a couple of quid, mm. uh, you know, not much, not much hassle, not much stress. Um, and I don't know DTG people that have ever got into screen print. I don't think no. the two mix at all. Carillion has a DTG printer and he's, he is a screen printer. So maybe I need to go okay. talk to Carillion about it. Yeah, maybe. Is that um, one of those hybrid systems where the screen print, the white and the DTG over the top now? Because they no. look quite clever, but I don't know. They're insane. Like big, big contract work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. When I first saw one of those, I was like, well, that's me out of a job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's yeah. the point of me anymore? Anyway, yeah. Let's hope. Yeah. I'll keep my niche somehow. <laughs> I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. Just got to yeah, keep yeah, adapting. Yeah. Just focus on, focus on what you're good at. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's been awesome. Thank you. I, lo- I love that you no, kind of come from it from a, like a broader business perspective. And I was thinking this earlier, I was thinking, because in fact, I've not seen one of the videos, so I went on YouTube and was quickly watching it before we connected. Um, I bet a lot of your followers will be like, oh, who's, this, who's this guy like? From it? But I think it's interesting to see things from no, it's incredible. sometimes. It's so important, like, because are we just tradespeople or are we, we have to be business people. And I feel yep. like profit's like a dirty word, but it's like, well, I have to be profitable so that I can stay here, so I can service you. Exactly, you know? yeah. It's yeah, not yeah. a dirty word. It's it's part of everything, and nah, it's not a dirty word at all. It's yeah, as long as you're not taking the piss. But like, you know, you 
you, you, you never are. <laughs> exactly. You're putting out a product, you're putting out a service, and as long as you're confident in the quality of that product and service, then you can almost charge what you want. As you know, as a, it's only worth what someone's going to pay for it. But but yeah, no, I think um, we shouldn't be scared of talking about profit and margin and stuff. Like yeah. you say, it's what keeps you going, isn't it? So yeah, exactly. And it's the hardest bit that you're not really taught about because anyone would just watch me. Like I just feel like well, maybe there is a side of YouTube about business finance but i just haven't done my homework on that side um i've just yeah, yeah i've just got into one philosophy and stuck to it with the profit first stuff profit <laughs> first like, yeah, yeah. I, I started looking into that on your recommendation but for us it just didn't quite didn't quite fit with our business model but uh, mm. i think it's a great concept and great for small businesses that are starting out as well if you can implement it from the start i think it's great yeah yeah i think there's a lot of value there Oh, that's yeah. awesome, James. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. And uh, hopefully see you at the trade show in February. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Yes, yeah, next, next month. Yeah, I think I'll It'd be go. good to see you have a coffee or at least just uh, say hello. Yeah. See yeah, exactly. Suppliers and whatnot. And cool. Perfect. I'll send you your thumbnail. You've already got like, that was a really good picture. That was, that was just like, that's just already oh. in your, in the, in the file, is it? Uh, yeah, I use that a lot. Right, when I had hair and a bit of a beard, <laughs> this is all gone for the panto. I'm just going to have to yeah. come off again on Friday, uh, tomorrow, but yeah. No, thank you. Thanks oh, for having me once again. Well, maybe I'll catch her on a panto one day if I'm up up, up north. <laughs> oh, yes, you will. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. Can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I pussied out. I couldn't do it. Yeah, I've followed it. That's cool. So th thanks, James. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you some emails and uh, hope you get your T-shirts as well from yeah, Buy yeah, My Get. Yeah, to, to get them. Appreciate that. Thank you so <laughs> no much. Problem. Take care. Okay. Speak soon. Cheers. Bye. See you. Bye-bye.